Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Real Estate Matters for over nine years, the voice of real estate in Fuego County and Palm Coast, Florida. I'm Toby Tobin. I'm a Florida licensed commercial realtor with Grand Living Realty. The sponsors of this show every week are the Flagler County Home Builders Association, Klein Construction, American Village, which is recently uh, my home, and Hammond Community Church. I like to throw them in as a, they don't actually pay for the ad, but I support them wholeheartedly. It's where I go to church. It's over in the hammock, and it's good old-fashioned religion the way it used to be. Uh, Join us over there. We have services at 9 and 11 every Sunday. My co-host, Walker Douglas, is not with us today. He's, believe it or not, at a baby shower somewhere out of town. But I do have a guest today, Eddie Marsal. Eddie is the president of the Flagler County Realtors Association. Eddie, welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I got that right. President of the Realtors Association. Now, there's also MLS. Now, correct. That's a separate organization, right? Can, so, can Stellar you... Stellar MLS is our MLS, um, and they are regional MLS. They're, in fact, the number three MLS in the country, um, and we're one of the shareholder associations. There's 19 shareholder associations currently. Flagler's number 17. So Flagler is a part owner then of correct. The, we are uh, one of MLS the nineteen owners. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I've been in I've been in the association long enough that this is the third MLS software system. That is correct, and that and that's use. and that's a thing that's different too. So Stellar has a whole slew of uh, products that are available to our members, <laughs> and of course to the community through our members. Um, but the reality is we actually use the number one software in the country for MLS, which is Matrix, um, through CoreLogic. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's the same that uh, Miami uses, and they're the largest association in the country um, mm-hmm. as, a, you know, as a local organization. Yeah, but every time, every time we change, I, I grew up in the technology industry yep. before I got into real estate. Me over, too. Over I was with IBM for 20. No, I, so. I, worked, I worked for IBM right out of college. Yeah. But uh, one of my special, I was a systems engineer and I used to do assist uh, people converting from back in the 360 days. Sure. You, you don't remember those probably. <laughs> we we had some in the lobby. I remember passing by. <laughs> p- pictures of them. <laughs> but uh, conversion is, is, is a bitch. It's, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, it's fraught with, with downsides and every time... The Realtors Association makes a change. There, we lose something. There's, you, you have different data categories, and you try to find right. a commonality between those data categories. And you know, it'd be nice. I I can't do a search right now unless you can tell me how to do it. Uh, but uh, from 2022, mm-hmm. ca- cash sales, putting cash as a as a search box, now it's available under. Yep. Stellar, but it wasn't available under Navica. So, Correct. Navica didn't yeah. have it, right? And so we, I, we have a lot more fields under the under the matrix system. And, and mm-hmm. keep in mind that um, Stellar supports eighty thousand members, mm-hmm. so it's it's a much much bigger. <laughs> no, I, I I I get that, but it doesn't doesn't make it any easier for me to to pull up a report on cash sales. <laughs> so. <laughs> so it's a little bit of a pain to go through that transition. So. Um, 
we just finished a year last week. We on the show we did kind of a overview of how the year went and did some prognosticating. Uh, Walker and I did, and I wanted to do the same with you today because uh, you may have a different perspective. Uh, you you're actually more. I'm active in the in the uh, residential market only that I'm. A, a journalist, really. Right. Uh, I, I report and I analyze. I do a lot of um, my background is is analytical. I kind of enjoy it, but I'm I'm not. I don't work actively with residential customers, so right. I'm not in the day to day. I look at the big, try to look at the ten thousand foot level spot trends. Right. So what? And that's the area where, where I focus is mostly on the residential side mm-hmm. of the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how would you summarize last year compared to, say, the year before? So in, when I looked at the, at the overall numbers, and, and officially we only have up to the end of November, but of course we've already looked a little bit ahead into the December numbers, which are very similar to November. You know, um, mm-hmm. But... It, when you look at what happened in, in 2023, you definitely saw fewer transactions, but you saw a greater amount of sales volume than you did in 22. Mm-hmm. So 23 was definitely... Different um, mix. Different mix, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the other thing that you notice too is that from around the 300,000 to around the 500 to even 600,000 is where the bulk of the inventory and also where the bulk of the sales were. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what we continue to, to see, um, in these months, you know, I, I definitely see based on what we have in inventory right now, that that's going to continue to be the case on um, those 300 to 400,000 are going to move much faster. Those regular three bedroom, two baths. That's, that's the bread and butter, so to speak. And, you know, the, and the bottom <clears throat> of the market is virtually disappearing. I looked. Yes. The, you know, the, there aren't very many homes sold so far this month. E- even today. last year, you look mm-hmm. at because um, I I looked up to three hundred thousand, and even last year, according to our our statistics from Stellar, we only had like ten houses that sold under three hundred thousand. I, I know it, and, and, and <laughs> when you think back fifteen years, you could hardly find any that sold over two hundred. Correct. Yeah. So our, yeah. our market has changed dramatically over. Of course, I mean we were the poster child of growth the, uh, of the bubble bursting mm-hmm. 20 years ago yep. and we're not anymore. And, no. and, and that's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, well, our inventory has gone up since 22, but it's still way below where we need to be. Well, our, you know, our inventory is, is up, but our population has more than doubled. Correct. So, yep. And there's more people that want to come here and they just haven't been able to, whether it's because of the interest rates or because they can't sell their property wherever else they're located. Right. I, I, I agree with you. I think uh, the market's been moving. Uh, the number of sales has dropped, mm-hmm. but the median price really hasn't. It's just no. maybe just a tad. But we're, we're basically, I said, the market's moving sideways. Right. But yet there are indications like days on market that are still phenomenally low. Correct. They are not normal numbers. Right. And, uh, if a house is priced well and it's it's in really good condition, it's still moving fairly quick. Now we're mm-hmm. gone from you know the days of selling things within less than a week to 
now it's a month to three months, right? Mm-hmm. But and it depends on but the segment. But it's still not six months, which is right. No, not at all. And, and even and even in the luxury market. So I just had a, a closing recently over in Ocean Hammock, where we were under contract within two weeks on just under a million, mm-hmm. on, under contract within just two weeks, and then we were able to close that within about thirty thirty five days with a regular conventional lender. So. Mm-hmm. You know that's still that's still a reality. Well, day, days on market uh, last year for million dollar plus homes was in, in the forties. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah which is very unusual. But I think the fact that prices are not moving substantially indicates that we have a balanced market. There are the same number, roughly the same number of sellers as there are buyers. Because if you have more right. sellers then that drives the price down. If you have more buyers, it drives the price up. Right. But it's not a full complement of buyers and sellers. It's a limited uh, segment of each side because people are being held out of the market for various reasons, but the most important one is probably the sudden change in mortgage interest rates, which the market will eventually absorb that. Yeah. Whatever seems exorbitant today will become the new normal well you know the the whole discussion with interest rates and i even i even have a chart that i usually show people when you go back to even the 70s right a majority of the time that we've had interest rates over the past 40 years or so we have been in a six to eight percent range mm-hmm. the the days of three percent and two percent and and those those are you don't want those days back because that means the economy is doing so bad that the fed is basically giving the money out to the banks for free right mm-hmm. and, and so I, I lived at the other end of the market too i had right. a, i had a home that i bought at adjustable rate yeah 13 13 percent 15 percent absolutely and it went up to 17 mm-hmm. before yeah. so people who haven't who haven't lived through those markets don't realize that six and seven you know right now we're at six point like six six right mm-hmm. and that's probably where we're going to be because according to the fed there's been some mixed reports. Some of them say to 2024, the interest rates will go down. But the New York Fed chairman just two days ago said that he doesn't see interest rates going down because he doesn't see inflation being at the 2% that they want it at. Mm-hmm. So there's still that, you know, I don't have a crystal ball, but there's still that mix of what's really going to happen to interest rates. And the problem is once interest rates go down, if they do go down any further, prices are actually going to go up. Because yep. that's that's the the, the you, relation you, there. You're, you're going to end up paying the same amount monthly. Absolutely. So it, you're it's you not know going to be easier. To so qualify. you're better off buying now the property that you really want, right? The house that you really want, mm-hmm. and maybe refinance it if interest rates do come down. You know, and a lot of people are saying that you know people are stuck in in these low interest rates and they don't want to move out of the in low interest rates. But the reality is. With real estate, they oh, there's always moves based on people's lifestyle changes, right? Whether it's a career change, whether it's birth, death, uh, marriage, etc. Those factors aren't going to change. They're still going to be there. So no, at some in point fact, in time, those people are going to have to give up that, that low rate. I just moved into my third final destination. <laughs> right, right. Uh, we moved here in 2000. Uh, we we built a new home in Grand Haven, pool home. Right. Our grandkids came down. I remember your house and, there. <laughs> and uh, half our grandkids learned to swim in our pool. And then they grew up and got jobs right. and girlfriends and went off to college. And we weren't using the pool as much, so we went to a condo. And then now my wife is in long-term care with uh, Alzheimer's. And, sure. And uh, 
know, things change again. So I sold the condo and I've moved into a 55 plus. I'm, I'm over age. I'm, I'm probably too old to be in a 55 plus <laughs> community, but but you know, like you're a per, you're a perfect I example. I did not foresee this. Right, you don't foresee these things. I mean, you know, even um, you know, speaking of of Grand Haven, you know, I've had customers that custom build homes in in Wild Oaks, and they're almost four thousand square foot houses. They think they're going to be there for you know a long time. Things change. You know, they get more grandkids. Um, they decide to move out of the area, or even scale down into a smaller you know three bedroom, two bathroom under two thousand square feet, even mm-hmm. still in the same community. So, um, but that's, that's what we constantly see. So when people are trying to kind of predict what changes are going to happen, the one thing you know is that people continue wanting to move to Florida, um, especially for towards their retirement years. And from a coastal area perspective, Flagler is still one of the best values mm-hmm. that we have, even, mm-hmm. even with our $385,000, you know, average right now, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's still the best. Okay. Well, uh, Hold on to that thought, everybody. We have to take a quick break. Don't go away. We will be right back. And Flagler County went straight to the front row when it came to the need and commitment. Free for All Friday, where local newsmakers talk it out. I mean, we don't swing from chandeliers or anything like that. That half-cent sales tax that we have collected over time has been used in great regards towards our school district. Hi, I'm David Ayers. Join me and Brian McMillan every Friday morning following the news at 9 on WNZF and worldwide on the Flagler Radio mobile app. everybody thanks for staying with us i'm toby tobin and this is the second half of real estate matters so walker's on on a leave of absence today but we have eddie marsal here from the he's president of the realtors local realtors association uh specializes in the residential market so in the first half we were talking about uh specifics of our local market and what what makes us we're kind of touching on some of the things that make us unique for a coastal market, we're inexpensive. But we are also more aged than most markets, with over 31% of our population being 65 or over. And and I think people should consider that more than they do. As we were talking about people coming here, and I, I'm in my third final destination house because right. things change. Uh, I, I'm... 24 years older than I was when I, when I moved <laughs> when here. When you first moved here, right? Yeah. But uh, you know, take the typical retiree mm-hmm. that's, that's coming down here or, or maybe already lives here and is thinking of making a change. And they're going to have say, well, I'm going to wait a few years, see if interest rates come down. Right. Or maybe I'll build this home of my dreams. It'll take two years to build it, but I, that's okay. Well, Understand that when you're 65 years old, two years probably represents 10% of the rest of your life and the best 10% because you're not going to get healthier. So, uh, and I think people really should consider that fact. And that really means make your decision now, get get something that works for you today. You may have to move again tomorrow. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and you know, the thing is, when, when we've seen, right, the numbers pre-COVID and then the 2020, 2021, and even into 2022, prices just kept going up and up and up. And why is that? Because we were in a very depressed uh, market in terms of the numbers, in terms of the amount of value of, of homes because of the 2008 and up to basically 2012 that that whole bubble burst mm-hmm. right but when you look at your traditional slope of price increases in real estate historically speaking we were just hitting that slope again because we had been so far below it that even though we went up in in a in a well, couple you, of cases you, we well, were you, up 40 percent. you you nailed it uh because I, I have the numbers going back to we hit the peak high price at the top of the bubble correct before the rest of the market did we yep. hit it in december 2005 2005 yeah and it was uh 269 i think right yeah and just as covid broke mm-hmm. we hit that number again it took us that many it years. took us that many years right mm-hmm. and and in literally in two years when you look at our numbers here in in Flagler county we went up 40 percent, and people were like it's gotta you know it's gotta go back down but they didn't understand that we were just catching up to where we were supposed to be yeah the market you know the market's not like it was uh 20 years ago there's a tremendous amount of uh, I don't want to say liquidity because real estate's not noted for being liquid. No, it's not a liquid asset. <laughs> but uh, but we do we do have a, a, an awful lot of equity. Correct in yep. homes, which we didn't have twenty years well, ago. Well, you know, and the other thing too is keep in mind that because of what's happened through the the whole COVID, um, there's a lot of homes that are potentially in in a short term uh, on a short sale position, even with these higher values because of their forbearance. So people have to keep that in mind that there may still be um, homes that sell at market value, but they're still considered, quote unquote, short sales, right? Just like we could potentially have foreclosures mm-hmm. that are still selling at market value yeah, just but- because that, cause that's just a process, right? That doesn't mean that you're going to get those super discounted prices. No, there's no indication from the foreclosure statistics that that number is picking up right not now. at all not at all it's, it's been it's been below zero to below two for for months and months and months so so there's a recent lawsuit eddie uh against the national association of realtors uh could you kind of summarize that for our listeners and we'll talk about how that might affect sure so the, the overall market so um, what what happened was in uh, the state of Missouri, um, there was a lawsuit where um, there were the defendants were basically the National Association of Realtors and a couple of the larger um, brands in real estate. And what ended up happening was that uh, a couple of the major brands actually settled um, out of court. Um, and the, there were two others that did go forward as well as the uh, National Association of Realtors. Um, that case is still, you know, as much as there's been discussion about it, that case is still not final. There's no final judgment. In fact, um, the chief uh, legal counsel for NAR just a couple of days ago um, provided a statement to us, at, you know, for the patients um, to know what's going on. And they're currently filing um, not only appeals, but there's also um, an entire legal process where they don't believe that the judgment 
was or that the jury was given the opportunity to look at all of the evidence. There was a lot of evidence that was withheld from the jury. The jury instructions are questionable. So there's a, a huge legal but, process in terms in, of the in, appeals. In a nutshell, though, it boils down to the 6% and... Well, kind of it, it boils price, down to fixing. Right. It boils down to what they called anti-competitive practices mm-hmm. where um, and, and now keep in mind that number. And, and I, I won't say it just because it's it's not real, especially for this county. If you look at majority of the transactions in this county, they are not at that number. Mm-hmm. They the, the commission rate is always negotiable. Mm-hmm. No matter what, right. Mm-hmm. right? And that's always the the situation. And even in these contracts um, that these def- that these plaintiffs signed, there was an opportunity for them to change the amount that they were willing to offer the buyer's agent. Mm-hmm. The, you know, mm-hmm. um, so there, there's a lot of question as to the legitimacy of, of of the whole thing. But the the reality is that commissions are completely negotiable, and um, everybody. Um, you know, that looks at one of those agreements, understands that. Mm-hmm. So it's in, it's an appeal. There's some countermeasures taken. Right. It's going to take time. Do you see, uh, I think Cold World Banker has already pulled out of NAR, National Association of Realtors. Well, they haven't. What, and, the, and, the confusion there is that the um, Cold World Banker, uh, Remax um, and a couple of others, I believe it was Redfin also, Redfin. Mm-hmm. Um, that said that in order for you to be a associate of their of their company to be a salesperson for them and a realtor for them, um, you didn't know you no longer had to be a member of their National Realtors um, Association. So is that 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 will. And, and that's now, so that's short term. That that's going to affect the because the National Association of Realtors uh, gets a good portion of the revenue from member dues. From member dues, they also have a lot of sponsorships and mm-hmm. things like right. that as well. But you're looking at right now. Last year they were at 1.6 million. We don't know what the numbers are now, right? Um, but everybody was assuming that there would be a huge drop between the fact that there's less sales to go around and the fact that all this was going on, everybody assumed that there would be a huge decline in membership. And I could tell you, like, for example, with FCAR, our, our local association here, we have seen a less than a hundred um, that did not renew from last year's numbers of, we had about 1700 last year. And this is pretty typical until the end of uh, January, we give our members an opportunity to renew if they haven't done so in December. Mm -hmm. So we don't know what that's going to shake out to until the end of January, but at our association right now, we're, we lost maybe a hundred members if that, and keep in mind because of our age, the average uh, age of realtors is uh, over 60, believe it or not, mm-hmm. because of that. Some of that is literally due to illness, death, and things like that. Nothing to do with, with will, what's going on. We, we have uh, then roughly, you're saying, about 1,600 members right now. Right, correct. And, and we have roughly 1,000 listings. So we have 1.6 <laughs> realtors per listing. Exactly. So, and it's, it's that whole know, 80-20 rule all the yeah. time too, right? Well, I, because I, I, I disagree. I think it's 90-10. <laughs> It probably, it, it probably is. Honestly, it's probably closer to ninety-five, five. <laughs> but, but you, you know what I mean. And mm-hmm. that's, and that's even at the national level. When you look at the numbers, look at the twenty twenty-three profile for an NAR member. 
they're looking at 60 years of age women, um, which which well, is they, a, they dominate they, the industry. They dominate the industry. And then um, you're looking at if you've been in the business for 12 years or more, they're looking at a you know gross commission income of about about eighty thousand. But if you've been in it for like four years or two years or even less, then you're looking at less than ten thousand in gross commission income. Mm-hmm. So that tells you that it's very much so where there's a very small population of the agents that have the bulk of the business, and that mm-hmm. goes across all counties. Do you think the system is going to change? I mean, because I, I know that even among the real estate community, there, myself included, a lot of people think that the standards, educational requirements, training standards and such are, are just not adequate enough. And, and we have too many agents who are licensed. Right. You know, they, they, they follow all the rules. They're, they qualify to be what they are, but they're not. Uh, really up to the task. And yeah, they're hobbyists. They're not professional. Yeah, and well, you and I, we were talking before the show. I didn't realize you worked for IBM. You were a technology person, yeah. and, I, and so was I. And, uh, you know, technology is complicated. Correct. And to try to talk technology to a non-technical person is a real challenge, and a lot of people are just unable to do that. And I found that real estate has that same aspect in common with technology. Real estate's very complex and it takes forever to learn and understand all of it. And then to have the ability simultaneously to be able to convey that to the clients, to the, clients. the other parties mm-hmm. of the transaction Absolutely. is even more rare. And and when you look at the profession, right, and the professional development that goes on, one of the things that we excel at at, at FCAR is in providing the education and certifications and everything for our, for our members that are interested. But then again, that's also again less than ten percent of our members that take advantage of things like that. So mm-hmm. this year we're bringing on the, um, the accredited buyers um, certification because we really feel like we really need to educate um, buyers, agents on the value that they bring to the transaction, mm-hmm. right? And one of the that's one of the programs that we're bringing um, this year that we haven't in, in the past, even though we've had buyer agency um, education. But unless they're getting that, inf- that education at their broker level, the only other place that they can get that is through the associations or through the the different institutes that mm-hmm. we have. Mm-hmm. But as you know, majority of them are not going to go and do that work. Mm-hmm. Well, I would love to continue this conversation more. Maybe we'll have you back soon, Eddie. I appreciate your being here, but we've just run out of time. No problem. It's been fun. I'll be back <laughs> anytime well, you want me to. That's, that's why I've been doing it for almost 10 years. It is fun. I enjoy it. Okay, come on back next week, folks. I will be here, and I think Walker will be back. I'm Toby Tobin, and I approve this show. 